Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi JD, lovely to have you here. And this man must be the singularity because he's not just in front of me on the Zoom screen, he's everywhere. You can read him at The Athletic where he writes The Bounce, the essential NBA newsletter. You can hear him talk ball on Count the Dings and Sirius XM NBA Radio. And you can debate him in your head as you listen to Cinephobe, his podcast about poorly reviewed movies that might actually be good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Zach Harper. Wow. Zach, welcome to Is This Good? What an intro. Is the, is the point of this podcast, like when you get to the, the series finale, you figure out was the podcast good? Is, like, uh, is that the end game, or is there is there no end game? You just see this going into into forever. No, un- unfortunately, it's a week by week. <laughs> yeah. It's a week by week assessment, Zach. Where okay. I get off and I go, JD, what did I do wrong? What did I do yeah. wrong, JD? The guests seemed upset at me the whole time. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, I think it's the racial slurs that you throw out there. That you know, yeah. they get edited out some, but some, but very I, tasteful. Some slip through. Some, slip yeah. Through. JD edits them, but it, purposely in an awkward way so people know something was cut out there. And, yeah. and he was just saying, you know who I got a problem with? And then it just cuts to something completely different. And I think people are starting to catch on, Zach. Yeah. I, look, I, I caught on. Uh, just the, it's, it, the weird thing, it wasn't even about, you know, Trey. Trey Kirby. It wasn't about him at all, but he seemed upset. It yeah. seemed, he seemed visibly upset in an audio form. Yeah, it's weird when you're watching on YouTube and it smash cuts from him smiling to like him crying with his hand. Yeah. And you're like, what happened? Something, yeah. something the art. happened. There. That's the art, you know? That's, that's the art of it. Uh, one thing I want to talk to you about is your podcast, Cinephobe. Yeah. Um, and just to explain the concept, which I think is a great conceit, you pick movies that are 40% or below on Rotten Tomatoes. That could be 40% critics rating mm-hmm. or audience rating. Yeah. And then... Uh, you and your co-hosts talk about the movie and try to figure out, like, is this movie actually 40% bad or right. 38 or or is were the critics wrong or was the audience wrong and is it good? Uh, actually good. Wow. You're kind of stepping on my show now that I think about it, Zach. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Um, it would be, could you just say all movies are meh from here on out? <laughs> I mean, we do at the end say phobe or files, and phobe, you know, is bad and file could be interpreted as good or just rewatchable you know oh rewatch mm-hmm. rewatchable mm, no you can't say that either shit jd you see how they're doing yeah. they're, they're not just saying good and not good they have their own language they're saying mm-hmm. phobe or file why can't yeah. we do cool things like that on this show because i'm simply not cool that's it like <laughs> you can't do it that's the thing when you think of me you think cool like it's just <laughs> you know right. it's synonymous for sure yeah yeah we got we got three cool bearded men on this podcast mm-hmm. people are loving it yeah um okay so this is my question so i listened to the episode um where you did can't hardly wait oh yeah. because that is a, a a favorite movie of mine now i haven't seen it since it came out but seeing it in theaters in, I believe, 1998, I was probably 15, 16. It was, a, it was an important movie to me. And one thing you said was, oh, we've been waiting to do this movie till it drops below 40%, and it just dropped below 40%. So my yeah. question is, you're telling me that there's freaks out there that are reviewing a 25-year-old teen comedy now, and Rotten Tomatoes is like, sure, we'll aggregate those scores. We'll put yeah. those in. 
we actually, for the Disclosure episode, I don't know if you remember that, that sexual romp with uh, Demi Moore and Michael Douglas. Yeah, but sure. Nipples had... like pencil erasers. That's a line from that movie. <laughs> that's, wow. Yeah, that's a great pull. Um, so we, we actually had some shenanigans with that one because there were, there were you know, a good number of audience reviews, but it was at 41%. And so we just told our audience, like, just give it a negative review. We got to drop this thing to forty. It's a super horny movie. We want to do this movie, we, but we're not going to break our standards because that opens up a whole Pandora's box. And so we actually got it down to forty percent briefly, and then as we were recording, we noticed that they had removed our reviews of it because they determined that it had been like spam. And so now that now we have a censorship battle with Rotten Tomatoes, and so yeah, like there are times where this stuff really fluctuates. For can't hardly wait. For some reason, it was the critic score. Like, it was just at 41% forever, and then someone came in and buried this thing, or, or maybe they took one off. I can't remember what it was, but it just got us down, and we just need that screenshot of it at 40% to, to justify doing an episode. <laughs> but at this point, what is the difference between a person that goes in the audience score or the, or the critic score if it's just like someone – how could it be a true critic that in the year 2023 is reviewing Can't Hardly Wait? It's just probably someone a, on YouTube, right? Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, I think it is. It, like Sometimes they take podcast reviews. Sometimes they take YouTube reviews. And for some reason, they make this distinction of like, no, nah, this, this is a credible source. Like we have to – we have to li- – like we have this one reviewer um, that we go to all the time in his own section if he's done the movie. His name's Tony Medley, and he actually lives here in the Valley in, in L.A., and from what we can surmise, he is a man in his 60s, very anti-liberal, uh-huh. very interested in making as many Cary Grant references as possible. Any kind of old-timey <laughs> movie reference of like, this is supposed to be like this, like, uh, fuck Will Ferrell. Like, you know, like, he's, he's, no, he's no Humphrey Bogart. Like, it's, it's a lot of stuff like that. Except the weird thing is, he legitimately thinks the greatest comedy ever is Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and wow. Lindsay Lohan. Like, he's like, that should have won the Oscar that year. Like, he's so in on that movie. And so every once in a while, it's just, you know, it's a Tony Medley who comes through and, and saves the day for us. I can't, can't believe he likes Freaky Friday over, say, 18 Again, which stars George Burns, which is, like, the same <laughs> yes. concept, yeah. but a much older uh, man. He must have been so angry at 17 Again, that Zac Efron movie. <laughs> like, he must have just been like, these hacks. <laughs> He's furious. Uh, you're out there in the valley, so maybe if we quiet down, we can hear Tony. Oh, somewhere. Ye- Tony yelling. About, somewhere, about, pro- somewhere protesting a protest, I'm sure. About vice, vice versa, the <laughs> 80s movie. Um, what What's more likely to be a good movie in your experience? A critic's 40%? or an audience 40%? Um, probably a critic's 40% because there are some very confusing ones to us. Like one of my favorite comedies ever is Horrible Bosses 2. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's better okay. than the first one. I, like it, they riff so much and it's so it's the volume of jokes and jokes that really hit between Sudeikis, Charlie Day, and, and Jason Bateman. Like it's just it's super impressive how much they get in there. And that was like a 38% or a 35% from the critics. Usually comedies are very well loved by the audience and not loved by the critics. Um, every once in a while we'll get like a, a, an audience one that dips it down and, and we're just confused. Like, why didn't, this, why didn't this hit? But like every Sandler movie we've ever done, the critics hate it, the audience loves it, and we're just right. like, we're left hating the audience. Right. I, do, I feel like I've noticed that if it's a comedy, if, especially if it's like a what a critic might call a sophomoric comedy, mm-hmm. the 
uh, the audience score is always bad. Like, I wonder, like, what, what's the Rotten Tomatoes for Tommy Boy, let's say. But oh, the critic yeah. score can't be good. But, uh, but people love it, and it's, a, it's an amazing movie. But when it comes to, like, superhero movies, I trust the critic score and not the audience score. Because yeah. I just looked, Black Adam, which I have not seen, so I don't really know. But I'm going to guess. It has a 39% critic score and an 88% audience score. And I'm going to guess I'm going to be way closer to the 39% than the 88%. Yeah, we, we, did, um, we did Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, except for some reason on HBO Max it was like Ultimate Edition. So it's like, what if this was 30 minutes longer? Because uh, this movie isn't long enough. And, um, and the, I think the audience for that one was like close to 90 or something like that. And I'm just thinking like, they're just spamming off off message boards, right? Or comment sections or whatever. Like they just kind of organize because I'm not a comic book movie guy. Like I, for so like I'll watch them because they're relatively culturally relevant, you know, relatively culturally. That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so like, I feel like I need to know enough about it to like hold those movie conversations or whatever. But for the most part, like I just, they don't do it for me. And I noticed like the audience loves comic book movies. And I just, I, I don't understand why they're so bad. And don't get me wrong, I love me some bad movies, but I like a I like a Nick Cage bad movie. I like a, mm-hmm. a Carl Weathers bad movie. Like I don't I don't a guy just like becoming an ant. It doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Like it just <laughs> it, it, like I'm like, like be bigger. That's the that's the real trick. Be bigger. <laughs> be bigger, Paul Rudd. Yeah, like, like every once in a while he like becomes a giant, right? And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, the, I don't understand that's that the either. Superhero, like, be so big that you can palm the earth. Like, that's what you want to do. Right, right, right. Um, he's he should be variable man, you know, because he's big oh, and small. It's yeah. very confusing. By the way, Quantumania, forty nine percent critic score, but the audience they're slopping it up, eighty four percent. Um, one one last thing, JD, if I could ask you, what do you think? Rocky Four has on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Actually, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna double check this because I forgot. To Are you asking again. me the critic score or the? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Give me the critic score. Rocky Four critic score. I'm gonna say it's fresh. I'm gonna say it's 69. percent Nice. This is what why I asked because it blew my mind. I saw that you had done Rocky Four, and I was mm-hmm. like, "There's no way that the audience would say wow. Rocky Four is below 40 percent." Right. So that would have to be the critics. It's thirty-seven percent. Critics hated it. Apparently, that that needs reappraisals from yeah. from YouTubers now re-reviewing yeah. it to get it above forty. The, so. the, the thing is, is, like every once in a while, I get mad at it, but then like we're able to do an episode because of it. Yeah. And I'm able to like you know kind of champion the, some of those movies. Like Action Jackson is one of the greatest action movies ever. There is a spoiler alert. There's a point in the in the movie where he drives a Ferrari up a staircase inside a mansion. And takes like corners, <laughs> like that's like one of the big action sequences in the movie, and it's just it's so ridiculous. And there's like a young Sharon Stone there that's being harassed by Craig T. Nelson, who's a great villain. Like there's just a lot of there's a lot to it. And then Carl Weathers is just gorgeous. Like that is that's a sexy mm. man. Like he is carved out of absolute marble. And so, like I get mad that that qualified, but at the same time we got to do an episode on it. Twins. I couldn't believe that qualified. We got to do an episode on it. So every once in a while, like the, you know, you have to appreciate the bad critics. Oh, it's good for you because you could actually find good movies to talk about instead of movies that are just all terrible and right. just have to constantly suffer through. I don't know. Name me a bad, a bad movie that you're like, yup, this oh, deserves to be under. Good 40%. luck, Chuck. 
Good luck, Chuck. Is one of like okay. that was that was an it's early no horrible bosses too. It's, it's not even not, a horrible bosses one. No, and if they make a third one, it won't be that either. Like it is just it's all. It's not even like one of those offshoot American Pie movies, like American Pie Bandcamp or something like yeah. that. Like it's it's beyond bad and and unfunny. Uh, well, good luck to us as we proceed here in this show. Now, Zach, last week I introduced the podcast pyramid of housekeeping. This mm. was my attempt to sort of tell people how to like and subscribe to the show, of course, based on the very wrong USDA food pyramid from the 90s. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say, but I botched this pyramid almost as bad as the USDA. <laughs> well, by the ep- end of the episode, you're like, wait, why didn't I ask for emails or something like that, right? Like, yeah. You, yeah you, you, but that's good. You're always... Yeah. Pyramids are always being reshaped, right? Like, that's good Iterating. structure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So very quickly... And I reserve the right to change this again, but very quickly. The bottom of the pyramid, grains and breads, that's subscribing and following. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow at Is This Good Pod on Instagram and TikTok. The next echelon, fruits and veggies, that's emailing and tweeting. Okay, we got the emailing in there now. (laughs) Send me topics for a future show at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com or at startersmatt. Then we have dairy and meat, that's leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends and family members about the show. And at the top of the pyramid, this remains unchanged. Fats, oils, and sweets. That's clicks, engagements, and smiles. Like a video, comment on a show, have a larf. Thanks very much in advance. I am starting to have fucking hate the, the <laughs> podcasting pyramid of housekeeping. It's awful, I man. think, it's, I think awful, it's a bad yeah. idea. I'm, it's, very, I'm, it's a bad yeah. idea. But that might be the last that. time we ever see it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It, it's wordy, right? Because we do a whole thing of like, I've threatened our listeners. Like, if you, we don't get a certain amount of reviews by the end of this year with the podcast going away i don't have the power we got contracts i can't do that but you know it's fun to threaten listeners every once in a while but that even that gets old like my heart's not in it the way it used to be in terms of threatening listeners so you have to find a way to say like hey we need you to do all this stuff this is a different way i've never heard it put like the the food pyramid before it's you know it's it's wordy but it's something Fortunately for us, this is an independent podcast. We have no contracts, and JD's looking for any excuse to stop doing this on top of his full-time job. So if you do not abide by the pyramid, we will stop doing the show. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. Okay, Zach. The premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and you're going to tell me if it's good. Here we go. First topic. Mark S. and Andrew R. ask, free dessert at a restaurant as an adult. Is this good? So you know the scenario. You're going mm-hmm. to a restaurant. Let's, let's actually separate these. You telling them it's your birthday, so you get a dessert. Ooh. Let's start there. Is, well, hold on. We have to break that down. Is it your birthday, or are you trying to get one over on you know, this, this Chili's? No, no, no. You, 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 you it, can't go into a Red Lobster and start lying. I, people <laughs> do it. They, they yeah, lie, by the way. It's not it. endless shrimp. There is an end to it. Like, they're lying. So, well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's a tit-for-tat scenario. Yeah. I would say two wrongs don't make a right in this scenario. Yeah, I'm going to definitively say if you are lying to get a free dessert, bad. that is definitively bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's uh, say it is your birthday. Here's a, So this is a weird, like, kind of um, – it's like a faux humility thing. It, like, I don't like making a big deal about my birthday – but sure. I like it when people make a big deal about my birthday. So I don't want to have to prompt okay. that. So I'll say asking for – saying like, hey, it's my birthday, by the way. Also, like, are you are you eating alone? Are you on a date? Are you on a group situation? <laughs> yeah, like, true. if you're eating alone, that's like, that's – that might be good because you, you kind of need it. 
in that scenario, right? Like you need you need someone to come up and acknowledge your birthday at that point. So you're saying, um, let's say so, uh, you're at a table full of people, or at, mm-hmm. you know at least one other person, and they ask in front of you, like, "Hey, it's his birthday. Could you bring him a dessert?" And you don't you don't protest, yeah. Or or the the cool move where you go where your your table mate says, oh, "I just got, I got to pee. I'll be back in a second. But you're See, not that's peeing. the first one's bad. For them to say it in front of you, I think that's bad. That's awkward for some reason to me. Like, I think the good it's move is... It's almost patronizing. Yeah, it's like... It's, like, it's like, this little fella's birthday. This little guy. <laughs> like, I remember I was 16 years old. I was visiting my aunt with my mom. We were in Yuma, Arizona. We were in some Arizona place. And as any 16-year-old boy does with his aunt and his mom, we went to Hooters for lunch. And... Sure. It was months after my birthday, but my aunt, who loves to embarrass really anybody, told them, like, it's his birthday or whatever. And she had warned me that she was going to do this, and I, you know, all my testosterone at 16 years old was like, oh, I'm going to tell them it's not my birthday. They didn't care. Like, they, don't, they, just, they came and they did their little song and dance, and I got something out of it. And, and I remember thinking at the time, like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This is the worst <laughs> thing that will, will ever happen to me. And, and I was right. Like, I, I've had a pretty good life. So it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But, um, but for the most part, like, I remember thinking, was this worse for me or for them? Because you got to organize. you got to harmonize. you got to come out there and learn all that stuff. I think it's worse for the workers in every single way, which makes me lean towards this is – it's kind of bad. Oh, 100%. Before we get to that, I'm just curious. Is your birthday March 10th? No. Uh, that's too bad because then it would have been – 310 in Yuma. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it sure, sure would have. Wow. It, it sure was You can't it deny. Was you can't in deny March, that. It was. We, we were in uh, March. I don't. You I can't tell me. You can't deny it. It could have been the 10th. It could have been. It was because I do remember it was, yeah, it was about a month and a half, two months after my birthday. So, yeah, okay. it was, yeah, damn. Okay, JD, don't edit that out. No. I, I appreciate Never. that. Uh, now, JD. As Zach was saying, it's probably the worst for the staff. You used to work oh, at a, yeah. a Canadian chain called Eastside Mario's. Was that a place where you had to sing to the patrons? Oh, yes. Yes. And there was a custom song, I think, as well. So it wasn't oh, even happy awful. birthday. It was like a And whole... was that because they, the Eastside Mario's Corporation was worried about getting sued? Yeah, they didn't want to get sued. Royalties are a bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, yeah, I think they were just like, oh, it would be cool if we had a whole song and dance thing. Thing that they do. <laughs> it would be very cool. Who from the estate of the two people that wrote that song? They're going to like chains and everything. Like, All right, you've been singing this song. How is that a royalty situation? I granted, I don't well, know anything about that business, but that does not seem right to me. Zach, those are the people lying that it's their birthday. It's, oh, the, yeah. it's the inspector from Ass Cap that's going, being like, "It's my birthday." Yeah. Um, now, JD, do you remember the song at all? No. No, okay. I, Are you just saying that so I don't ask you I, to sing no, it? No, I literally – it was a like a call and answer kind of thing. Then you started it from the hutch and then you sort of marched through the restaurant oh, you, oh, and landed oh, on the table. So it was uh, like, a, like a marching cadence kind of thing. Oh, so you, you still gave the person at the table time to go, I hope it's someone else's it, birthday. Yeah, I hope yeah, it's someone exactly. else's birthday. <laughs> exactly. It's like a conga line that you do not want to be on yeah. meandering its way towards you and then you find out it's all about you. I mean, but some um, people loved it. Some people loved it. I've seen of course like some people love it. Old old women burst into tears because of it. You know what wow. I mean? Like uh, so, it's, uh, which wow. is like, <laughs> you're like, 
this is lame and I hate this. And then this poor, this woman is so, so, she's literally moved to tears because of this cheesy conga line that's coming her way. Oh, wow. The harmonizing it's, that must have been going on right? between oh your co <laughs> It was like, <laughs> it was like the Beach Boys doing pet sounds in there. <laughs> that's exactly right. That is right. deeply upsetting as a story. That, that, I'm right. that is, <laughs> it's oh my on God. many levels. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Um, that's bad. I, I do wonder <laughs> now that, cause I don't know if you knew this, Zach, but, um, there was a case where they decided that, um, happy birthday, the OG happy birthday is now like public domain. So yeah. In TV shows or movies, you don't have to do like for he's a jolly good fellow or something. Right. Um, you could sing the song. So I wonder like, does Chili's and Eastside Mario's, do they give up Ooh. their own birthday song or and go with the iconic regular thing. I, I say I don't no. Think you I can stick with. Yeah, you're too deep in it at that point, right? Like you're deep. In I the go game. to Chili's for that song. That's why right. I lie every week and say it's my birthday. Like you know, just every single every single time. And like, no, you can't give that up. Do you think you could request like, yeah, your Chili's birthday song is good, but could you do the baby back rib I want song? My birthday instead? back, birthday back, birthday back. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, absolutely. What if you hand What if you hand them? Like just lyrics, you're like it's to this beat, but like this, these are the lyrics. Could you could you learn this in the next ten minutes and then sing it for my my friend over here? Yeah, to the tune of Rainbow Connection. Um. <laughs> oh, that that reminds me. The worst thing that ever happened was somebody. We've done like anniversaries, birthdays, and stuff, and what we did a birthday, and then one time this guy was on a business lunch and he had some some dudes there from Finland uh-huh. and he was like, Hey, my guy here is he's, he's, he's in Canada for the first time. Could you do that? Like a song welcoming him to Canada. I'm like, what? what are you, what are you talking about? Like, we don't have, that's not a thing. Do you just sing the anthem? Like, what do you, what would that be? No. So what I did was, uh, so I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do for this douche? And, uh, so uh, I got everybody and we, we did the Congo line thing, but we did uh, Hockey Night in Canada, the theme from Hockey <laughs> okay. Night in Canada. I kind of like that. <laughs> which, which is just an instrumental. <laughs> exactly. It was like, bah, 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 uh, uh, however it goes. Fuck. Anyways, he loved it, but it was just like, happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. He hated it. I hated myself for doing it and for like acquiescing. I could have just, I should have just ignored him, but he was my table. Like, Mm. I was like, and he was like, huh? Is it coming? Is it coming? Like, in front of the guy. And the Finnish guy's like, I don't need this. I don't want this. And Scandinavians don't tip anyway, so I don't know. You were going to be screwed. Exactly. Um, Zach, usually we, we pull the people, yeah. get a little, a little pulse, a little temperature, but, uh, just going to be honest with you, forgot to do okay. it. Um, uh, I was going <laughs> to do it. I was going to do it last night, but my internet was out, yeah. you know, we're having some storms mm-hmm. in, in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. I was like, I'll just do it in the morning. And then I woke up and I got involved in 10 other, uh, life and work That'll things. Happen, and, yeah. uh, a plum, a plum forgot. Wow. Wait, let me ask a question on that. Should Shouldn't you be allowed to pick your own dessert? I don't like the restaurant that just gives you, like, here's our molten lava cake. Like, what if I don't like that? What if I don't want that? Now I've got to blow this candle out. I've got to wait for this embarrassing song to be done, unless it's Hockey Night in Canada. And then I've got to, like, pretend to eat this thing that I don't want to eat. Like, I I know you can't ruin the surprise, but that's something where the person who is putting that in for you, right, saying, like, hey, it's my friend's birthday or my boyfriend's birthday, whatever – They've got to. They've got to then be given a choice of desserts. 
I like because it's always I mean, you, you never choose. I've every time I've said like, well, hey, they're it's their trying birthday. to give you the the cheapest thing. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's bullshit. I don't like that. Okay, what do you want then? You don't want you don't want love a cheesecake, a molten lava, lava cake. Nah, man, it's too I, the hype of it is. It's I mean, maybe I first of all what. Was it your fifth birthday and was it 1986? Who's giving you a that's molten a, lava a cake? Big, that's a big plot point in the movie Chef. Thank you very much. <laughs> With John Favreau. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, right. And he complains that it's from the 80s, right? I, well, yeah. Okay. I think it does. But he also said like it wasn't that, <laughs> it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. So yeah, I love a cheesecake. I wouldn't mind a, a some kind of apple crumble thing. Like I, you know, like give me some give me some variety here. I don't just want this crappy molten lava cake and. You know, when it should be something more modern. Well, well Zach, your party is free to pay for whatever yeah, dessert you may want. That's true. That's your cheap-ass friend. <laughs> and also, why don't you celebrate at the Cheesecake Factory? I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, there's a, a high probability they're going to give you cheesecake. It's a little on the nose, guys. Like that, If we go <laughs> yeah, to the Cheesecake Factory, I know that they're going to do that. So, no, I want to, you know, got to be surprised a little bit. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Ned M. asks, texting before calling. Is this good? So this is something... You see more and more. Mm-hmm. Instead of just picking up the phone and calling someone, you text them first and say, is now a good time to call? When's a good time right. to call? What do you think about it? Is, is that respectful, professional, courteous, cowardly? How do you feel Let about it? Let me tell it? you. We, we really have to be sleeping together for just a cold call. Like, I, I don't wow. enjoy being on the phone. Um, I, I definitely prefer a text of like, hey, do you have a minute? Just wanted to like, go over something or hey you mind if i call right now mm-hmm. have 10 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. i don't i really don't like being on the phone and i i to wow. me it's just i can multitask a lot better if i'm if i'm texting and everything and so and i just like man they're just these it's not like a, it's not like a podcast to determine if things are good or not or if movies are phobes or files like there's a lot of lulls in the <laughs> where you think all right this conversation is going to be over and it's not it's just like every call every phone calls 45 minutes Every single phone call. Like, I just, there's, you can't cold call me and then expect me for 45 minutes to, to be completely just enveloped in this. Thing. Like, I, I, I need a heads up. I need to be able to prepare my next couple hours. Well, like all, like all phone calls, this podcast is going to be like a tight 30 minutes. Yeah. And then like a real dwindling, this should have ended 30 minutes yeah. ago, where we're just the equivalent podcast going of, you hang up. As, as, as someone, who, someone who puts out a two and a half hour podcast once a week, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's just a, it's a tight two and a half hours. Everything is just, you know, real smooth and no lulls at all. Okay, CJD, that's another thing. You never let me go two and a half hours on this show. When you, I really, really oh, yeah, want to. Me. Uh, so, so, Zach, what you're saying is because you hate being on the phone so much, you are going to guess that people, especially people your age, also don't want to be on the phone. So instead of inconveniencing them with a cold call. Yeah. Um, by the way, a term that used to be reserved for calling a complete stranger and selling them something <laughs> is now being used to call a very close friend yeah. or family yeah. member to tell them that you love yeah. them. Just see <laughs> but, how they're doing. But now those are the same. I haven't seen you on those Instagram in a while. Now. Just want to make sure you're still alive. And I'm like, God, these salesmen, like, just get over it. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to buy your encyclopedias, Mom. Um, so you're saying that because of that, you want to you be courteous and, and just – Ask them for a time that's good for them instead of expecting that whenever it's convenient for you, they're going to be at your beck and call. Yeah, I think I, like I think even with my girlfriend, I'm you know I'm not just call I'm just I'm just calling out of the blue. Everyone, I'm like, 
Like, hey, I'm going to call you in a few minutes or something like that. You know, like I just, I think at, th- at this point, that's where society is. Now, there are also, I think, people who will just FaceTime out of nowhere. That's insane. Oh, that's an yeah, insane. We've talked about that on the yeah. show before. That's just. We created a rule. If it's if it's a a group FaceTime, like I'm sure you get these, mm-hmm. like people you know are hanging out at a party and maybe in a different city, maybe they're at All Star Weekend, right. you're not there, and then they drunkenly call you, Zach. Thirty seconds. That call is thirty seconds. Gotta be, yeah. And don't pass the phone around. I just let me see everybody, and then and then I'm good. Yeah, one person. It better be in a different city, by the way. If it's like, hey, we're down the yeah. road, no invite, like that's, that, that's just rubbing it in. I don't need that. <laughs> well, yeah, they're just mocking yeah. you at this point. Um, JD, what about the related? This Sam M asks this. Texts that just say, call me. Oh, the worst text you can get. Okay. Honestly. Because like, you get scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like an emergency to me. And by the way, I got, I got two cold calls yesterday. From me? No. <laughs> Well, one was from Tass Mellis. Okay. Oh, disgusting. Wow. I loved it. What? I loved it. Wow. Oh, yeah, so you're saying like you're saying ta- I'm texting saying before calling is bad. Oh, I get it. You have okay. you have social skills. Like, uh, you know, not everyone loves that. Yeah, I'm of a different generation, I think. Uh, I think anybody younger than me, I would definitely text them and say, mm. "Hey, you got a minute?" But anything my age or older, I'll I'll uh, I'll call call them. But yeah, Tassie called me. I'm like, "Hey, Dassey calling me. Yeah, Rachel, you won't believe who's on the phone. It's <laughs> Dassey. I'll be back. I'll be with you in 45 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Dass, Dass does know how to end a phone call. He's, it's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, he talks in a low voice and it's a lot of, yeah, um, all right. So, uh, I have noticed, JD, that this is something that I cannot explain to my parents. Like, right. they don't understand. To them, getting a phone call is the happiest moment yeah. oh my God. of their day. Like, that's the only way they, they could communicate. They used to wait by the mm-hmm. phone. Exactly. People. So, t- trying to explain to them, when you call me and I'm in the middle of something, people might perceive that as rude because you're demanding my attention at a moment when it's convenient for you. That might not be right. convenient for me. But you're saying, get over it, young bloods. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly the phrase that he used. Yeah. Um, I see. Yeah. I the panic that that just saturates my dad when his phone rings to get to the phone to answer it is is just bewildering to me. Like I'm I'm shocked that they don't have a house phone anymore. That they are just strictly cell phones because there's nothing. My my dad loves two things: Georgia football and answering a phone call. No matter who it is, like the, like those are the two things that make him happiest in this world, and and like and he does the thing of like call me call me as soon as you can. He'll text me that call me as soon as you, and I'm like fuck you like get a heart attack or like this is my mom on his phone or something like what happened? He's like the sound of my TV's weird. I'm like what are you? I'm not the Geek Squad here. Like I don't like I can try to walk you through it, but. Like, you know, yes, you are, Zach. You can't see, you you the- can't see <laughs> what you're doing anyway. Like, you, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a venture that I'm just not totally prepared for. And he'll do that a lot where I've had to be like, please just say, hey, the TV's acting weird. Can you give me a call? But it's like, call me as soon as you can. And I, I, the panic that goes over, I stop anything I'm doing. I will, like, pause a podcast that I'm recording and be like, I got like, to call my dad real quick. And then he's just like... What are you doing this weekend? I'm like, what are you talking? Like, you can't, you can't do that to me. Just wants to hear his son's voice, man. Got a lot of shows. And, 
Hey, what's it also like? What's the difference, honestly? At this point, like, I've I've been like Rachel's been on like texting with her mother back and forth like for forty minutes, yeah. you know, like just just completely focused on that. So it's so much more efficient just to talk. It can like, be, yeah, hey, it can but, be. Like, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah, if you're trying to get plans done, like if you're going like three texts back and forth trying to figure out a plan, that's a phone call like that. But you've been yeah. texting before, so like I think that qualifies. Can we just agree that if it's bad news, don't send a text first? Right. Like, mm. like let's say you've been on three dates with someone, and you're going to call them to break up with them. Don't send them a text in the morning being like, mm. hey, are you free after work? We need to talk. Because you have no history of talking on the phone. Right. They know what's coming. Right. Like, right. Now they're just anticipating it all day. Yeah. Um, no, just, being a, so just be an adult and ghost them. You know, just do that. That's three dates. <laughs> this is an anti-ghosting podcast, Zach. I'm sorry. So ghosting's We're, bad. We, we used to... ghosting's bad. Ooh, yeah. No, yeah. ghosting is is good if if it's if you've gone on one date and she, let's say this is a man and woman. Yeah. She doesn't reach out to you, okay? And you don't reach out uh, to yeah. her. That's not ghosting. Yeah, I guess three, da- three dates. Three dates is a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, three dates. You I can't. Are you in a relationship? Zach? I am. Because if not, we got we got to talk <laughs> no. about your your. Your bumble fumbles and <laughs> oh, I, we could do a whole series of podcasts on on that that situation. But uh, I uh, I I got broken up with via email with someone I that's very professional. Yeah, we've been together for like a year. <laughs> oh yeah. no, what a year? How's that possible? We were on, like we were on a break of like we need to kind of figure this out. But it had been it had been over uh-huh. a year, and then one day. Just got an email like this is what I'm doing. I'm like, huh? That's I wouldn't even. I would expect my job to fire me over the phone at least. Like not like a, a relationship, right? Like that was that was one where I was shocked at that email. Wow. What, what was, was the subject, uh, what subject line? line? That's exactly <laughs> yeah, what I was going to ask. You find it, all right? <laughs> it would be good. It would be good if um, to who it may concern. Yeah, where she puts the the body of the email in the subject line. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta. Uh, uh, no subject. Oh no! Uh, no! Oh no! The previous email. What? The previous email. I don't know why we were even. We didn't email each other. The previous email on this search was eight days earlier, with an exclamation point. Let's do dinner. Wow! So things really wow. fell apart in those eight days. Um, it would be it would be great if it was like one of those emails you get from your uncle that's like forward colon R E 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 colon next steps. This is um you know we we live in an age now where like cargo pants are are like good again you know they're acceptable again fashion wise. Do you think do you think young people will eventually get back to like calling? Like liking to be on the phone. I, I do think that that is one thing that's not going to come back. Okay. Um, because as I've noticed, like I used to be an on the phone guy all the time. Got the parents coming to me saying, "Look at the long distance charges." Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. You know. <laughs> you know. Back when they used to log every call, but I notice now that it's just if you, if I need to call a friend, it's just me calling when I'm in the car, mm. them not picking up, then then calling me back when they're in the car and I'm not in the yeah. car until we call each other back and we somehow both happen to be in the car and that's the only like acceptable conversation yeah. these days. So I'm I'm going to guess it's not going to come back. Man, we don't have two and a half hours, so we have to move <laughs> on. Uh, and Zach, it's time for the Is This Good segment where everything is bad. Okay. It's time to pick your poison. Mm. 
So here's how it works. I'm going to give you four related options that are all bad, and you have to pick your poison. So you got to pick whichever you consider the least worst option. Okay. But there is a right answer. So today's category in honor of your podcast, Cinephobe, is going to the movies. Oh, okay. Do you still believe in, in, the, pow- in the power of the theater-going experience, yes, by the way? absolutely. I, okay. I'm still very much a theater-goer. Okay, good. Then this is a great question for you. So number one. The front row. The night before your wedding, you get nervous. To take your mind off the big day, you head to your local cinema and buy a ticket to the latest blockbuster. But there's only one seat left, and it's in the front row. And you crane your neck so much that the next day it's frozen in that Mm. upturned position. And when it's time to give your vows, you can't look your wife in the eyes. And people don't know about the whole movie thing, so they just assume you're a snob with an upturned nose who's (laughs) so over it. And even though you spend the rest of your lives together, her family never gets over their hatred for you because mm-hmm. her pappy says he can't get to trust to no one that don't look their lady in the eye when making a that's promise. That's how he talks, yeah. That's how he talks. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Number two, the friend date. Mm. You take me to see a movie, and I add to the experience by whispering interesting tidbits oh I'm gleaning God. in real time. Hey, Zach. Uh, I think Ed Norton's supposed to be Elon Musk, and Bautista's supposed to be Joe Rogan. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Kate Hudson's mom is Goldie Hawn? I can tell you, I'm already not picking this one. This is this, yeah. this reenactment is murder to me. Well, and it's weird because they don't have the same last name, and her dad is Kurt Russell, but they don't have the same last name either. But, like, what if, if you combine those two names, Han and Russell, mm. it would be like Kate Hustle. You think that's why she chose Hudson? Because it sounds <laughs> like a Hustle? long tidbit. This is... <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, it's just me and you in this theater, so only you are being annoyed by this. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's, know, what like, I could, that's my biggest concern. <laughs> that's your, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, hey, Zach, Zach, you know that song, uh... Hey, hey, pretty thing, let me light your candle, cause mama, I wanna hang around. Yeah, that's Kate Hudson's husband. He's in, ca- he's in, he's in the Counting Crows. Oh, we can't go see a Kate Hudson movie, you know? Like, no, we no. can't. No, Knives Out Two is off the table. All right, number three, sexy time. Okay, a, a couple next to you is making out pretty aggressively, and you can kind of ignore it. But as you get deeper into the movie, you see arms and hands mm-hmm. going all sorts of places. You look over and notice, is that Uncle Joey from Full House? Oh, oh my God. Is he with Canadian teen pop <laughs> sensation Alanis? Yup. It's 1993 and you're about to witness the famous go down on you in a theater moment immortalizing wow. you ought to know. Alanis Morissette's lead single from her 10-time platinum album, Jag a Little Pill. Yeah. Sure. You did see history, but why didn't you move, you pervert? You're a real sicko, and I want you to know that. I'm 11 in 1993, so that's real weird. You're about to learn about the birds and the bees. Uh, Okay, four. A group of dastardly teens behind you is chatting during the commercials. It's okay. It's just ads. They'll stop when the lights go down. Uh Uh-oh. The trailers are rolling, and they're still talking. You think about shushing them, but maybe it's fine. Surely when the curtain opens those four extra inches for some reason, they'll settle down. (laughs) Oh, God, now they're cheering loudly during that stupid Nicole Kidman AMC thing. You think about (laughs) turning around and saying, you know what feels good in a place like this? Shutting the fuck up! 
but you give them the benefit of the doubt. 15 minutes into the movie, they're not stopping. You want to avoid confrontation, but you think, am I still a man if I fold for my principles? You can barely pay attention to the movie as the voice in your head repeats, you coward. You always do this. This is why everyone walks all over you, you sad, spineless wimp. They keep talking, and you do nothing, Mm. because you're pathetic. Mm. The movie ends, you go home, and cry yourself to sleep. And as the tears hit the pillow, a sound finally emerges from your lips. Shh, you whisper. Shh, everything's going to be all right. Okay, those are your four choices, so it's time to pick your poison. So I don't get get to actually shush them, right? (laughs) No, I, you don't, wow. because you're a spineless guy. Right, I, yeah, I just, at the end of the night, just... Yeah, it's yeah. it's a tough one. So just a quick recap, uh-huh. you, you're, you're sitting in the front row, and your wife's family hates you because you can't look her in the eye during your wedding. Can't be getting to you nobody. You take me to the movie, and I whisper in your ear dumb oh shit that no one wants to hear. Uh, three, uh, you're a pervert that watches <laughs> Alanis Morissette go down on Dave Coulier. And you don't you don't tell them to cut it out. Ugh. And number four is just an internal monologue of how much of a, of a sad spineless wimp. You yeah. Are because you don't have the guts to shush a mob of unruly teenagers. Okay, I'm a, so pick your. Poison. I'm immediately cutting out y- you whispering tidbits to me about Kate Hudson and <laughs> being a spineless <laughs> jellyfish coward in the in the theater with all these these teens and their ruckus noise and everything. Uh, those two are okay. out. Um, okay. Now, so it sounds like you don't like noises during the during the cinema. I I don't love noises during a cinema. I don't like watching a movie with someone and they just want to talk through the whole thing, even at home. I'm like, are we like? I'll I'll just keep pausing it. Like uh, that's that's bothersome to me. Um, I I'm gonna pick being a pervert and watching Dave Coulier and Alanis <laughs> Morissette get at it as yeah. my poison. With uh-huh. look, I I it was an empty theater. But I had sex during Jurassic Park three, in the theater. Hey, so that's it, it plays to my perverted nature in some way. Jurassic Park three, yeah, the third one. Well, Taylor Leone gets us all a little excited. <laughs> it was William H Macy for me. Like that's the that's the one that got me going. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm doing the math. I think you weren't that old. So congrats. No, I was. On that. No, I was. I was of age. I was like. I, I want to say I was like 19 or something like that. I, oh, think, I, I think it came out in 01. Based on what you told me how old you were on the 310 to Yuma, I don't, I, I don't think that <laughs> math it, When up. did it come out? I, think, I, I thought it came, it out, came out in 01. 2000. Oh, so I was 18. Oh, maybe it was 2001. Maybe yeah. you're right. Okay, you're 18. Yeah. That's great. Hey, that's when I first had sex too, Zach. <laughs> that's the only time I've had sex. Wow. Just, I, I can only get it up when Jurassic Park 3 is on. Yeah, same for yeah. me. Let's high five. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> Maybe we're the Joe oh, character in this yeah. in this movie. Uh, JD, what are you what are you feeling for this one? Uh, Zach's a hundred percent right. It's it's <laughs> you very very easy. Plus, you get to see like, history. Exactly. Yeah, I know, but every time you tell someone, then you you sound like a perfect. You're sitting right next to him. So what? Yeah. He j- Zach just told us he had sex in Jurassic Park three. I mean, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Also, the confirmation of who it was, right? Right. Because. She's never actually said it's Dave Coulier. Oh, right. So mm-hmm. this is like your chance to be like a, you're so vain, Carly Simon. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. that about? Exactly. Warren Beatty. Exactly. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. other guy that uh, that reviewer in the Valley probably <laughs> thinks is the yeah. peak of cinema. 
Tony yeah. Curtis. I, and uh, Buster <laughs> Keaton? I don't know. <laughs> and the worst part about the friend date is that I would feel the need to correct you. <laughs> because Kate Hudson's father is not Kurt Russell. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so yeah. like, is it? It's it's Bill Hudson actually. Oh. So <laughs> oh, is Kurt it? Russell raised yeah. her? Yeah. Well then that makes a lot that of sense. Does make a lot of sense yeah. Oh, so Kurt Russell not You not know that's that on me. Hudson. Yeah. That's on me. But now we <laughs> and right. well yeah. now you have to correct You me. also didn't correct me that Chris Robinson wasn't in Counting Crows. He's in the Black Crows. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. So I now I have plausible deniability that I was joking about that. That's just stick, right? <laughs> That's just shtick. Uh, okay, well, you've picked your poison. Um, I, what are you picking? <laughs> I do think that's the right answer. I just think that <laughs> I just think that you can't t- really tell people. Oh, or, or you have to how like. You're not because you, maybe you say like I, I saw it starting to happen, and then I said like Wow, that's too weird, and then I no, moved. No, I think it, it makes them villains for for going down on each other next to an eleven yeah. year old in a movie theater. <laughs> that's true yeah, when well, you add I'm that, the victim fact, uh, yeah she, yeah, she didn't mention that he went down on her oh that's true yeah well. it was just one way that's I don't think Dave Coulier goes down <laughs> I'm gonna assume that that's the case uh, yeah and then <sighs> I feel pretty confident saying he doesn't go down I don't like no. he, he doesn't seem like no. the type Stamos I could see oh at all at you're all. saying at, at all. all Stamos I could wow. see even though Stamos is yeah. gorgeous I just think he's a he's a giver he, he yeah, is I don't a, think they've called him. He's very, he's very generous looking. He's a, he's a gift to women everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on. i got to move on from this. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about a lot of things and uh, that I don't want to be thinking about. But let's continue because we have to do something very important, mm-hmm. Zach, because people need our help. When, they, when they're navigating life's biggest decisions, when they're lost, they're confused, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. So, reminder, if you need advice or you found yourself in a quandary, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com, newly added to the podcast (laughs) housekeeping pyramid. Uh, We will help you just like we're about to help this person. Zach and JD, take a deep breath because this is a long one. Okay, here we go. Hello. I need you to settle a long-running debate in my friend group that has led to countless arguments between bickering men now in our late 30s. Some years ago, my brother had an extra ticket to a Neil Young concert in Toronto. His two closest friends, Sean and David, were equally interested in going. To pick who would go, my brother decided they should compete in a game of Animal House. How do you play this game? You watch the movie Animal House and consume as many beers as possible before the credits roll. Okay? That sounds simple enough to me. Being young and dumb, both parties agreed to the contest. We put a case of 12 beers in front of each of them, and they went to work. As we neared the end of the movie, Sean led David by a single beer. This led David, with about a minute remaining, to chug two beers, pushing himself to victory. Except, there's one more rule to Animal House. You cannot hurl within 30 minutes of the end of the film. About 20 minutes after, David blew chunks automatically crowning Sean the winner, even though Sean had consumed less beer. But not so fast. A scandal was afoot. During cleanup, we found that Sean had stuffed a full bottle of beer down the side of the couch, creating the illusion that he was ahead when they were actually tied. The room exploded. Most people wanted Sean disqualified for cheating. 
Sean argued that he had hit the beer on purpose to make Dave think he was ahead, thus forcing Dave to drink more and eventually vomit. Many others thought this explanation was, to turn a phrase, horse plop. However, with no way to prove it and no real rule broken, Sean was declared the winner and he attended the Neil Young show with Wilco opening, no less. Wow. What do you guys think? Who should have been declared the victor? Thanks, love the show. Dan in Toronto. Now, let me just say, I often have the experience when I listen to podcasts, when they're reading a reader email, I will zone out if it's a long one. <laughs> then I'll come to as they start talking about it. I'm yeah. like, should I 15 second, 15 second, mm-hmm. 15 second, 15 second reverse, or just through context clues, will I be able to figure That's out what's decision, happening here? Yeah. Yeah. So did you zone out on that one? I just lost, I lost a, track a of the names. Primer? I lost track of the names. Okay. Let's just very quickly. Sean cheated. Uh, you're Sean. JD's David. Okay. okay. You're competing. Um, you, Sean, seem like you're ahead. So JD quickly drinks two beers. He ends up puking, which disqualifies him from right. winning. And then at the end, we find out that you weren't actually ahead of him. You just gave the illusion right. of being ahead to him by hiding a beer in the couch. How does hiding a beer give that illusion? Because the, you could count. Because you could count. Like, well, there's. Oh, he started gotcha, with 12 gotcha, beers. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. A uh, quick count, there's only, you yeah. know, four there. That must mean he's drank eight right. beers. Mm. Um, so maybe I, I should start by saying, to break it down, there seems to be only two ways to win this very stupid game that that the emailer's brother invented. Mm. Drink the most beer right. and don't puke. Right. Or drink less beer and have the other person puke. Right. Those are the only two ways to win this game. Right. So... I don't think it's cheating. I think he... I think he won yeah. by way number two. Drink less beer and have the other person puke. Are they in... The only question is, is it unethical to, to hide the no, beer? No, are they? So let's start Why there. aren't you looking for empty bottles? Why, like, isn't, are they recycling them immediately? Or like, wouldn't there be empty <laughs> bottles all <laughs> over the table? Like, I don't think hiding the beer is even a strategy that still makes sense to me after you've explained it twice. Like, that, that to me is... <laughs> Okay, so you hit a full beer. How does that change anything of what I'm tracking? I'm tracking empty bottles here. Also, you blew chunks. What if you're counting full bo- bottles, though? Why, if you're, though? If you're like, there's more, because there's more empty bottles than full bottles. So to make right. it faster, you're just going to count, well, he has four full bottles left. I think it's possible. I think, yeah, I just think that's dumb strategy. Like, I, I don't think he did anything wrong here. He won the game. He out-strategized. <sighs> there is nothing unethical about it. Like, that is a clear-cut winner to me. He could have hid a thousand bottles in that side of the couch, and I <laughs> right. still think that that is, one, impressive, and two, like, I just, like this other dude messed up big time. And hold on for another ten minutes? You can't hold that puke in your mouth for ten minutes? I once puked into my own mouth in a bar as I was dancing with a girl, walked to the bathroom, spit it into the, into the toilet, washed out my mouth, popped a breath, breath mint from the guy, and then walk back out there. She was none the wiser. Like, you can hold that stuff. You can make that work for you. And then a That's year later, she broke up with you via email. email. Yeah, and she was like, look, they, we had that one weird night where that Heineken turned you for some reason. Um, it's sort of like asking, from what you're saying, Zach, is it unethical for a boxer to come in and pretend that he's not very good at boxing and have the other guy tire himself out punching it's... and then in, the, in a later round be like, ha ha, I just tired you out. I rope-a-doped you. Boom. 
jab, boom, other thing that you do right. in boxing. Yes. <laughs> Hook or something or uppercut or one of those. No, like, are we, yeah, yeah, are yeah, we yeah. Like, uppercut. Oh, uh, like, Inigo in Montoya got robbed because the Dread Pirate Roberts was, was pretending to be left-handed this whole time. Like, no, mm. that's just good strategy. Mm. Great point. So you think that Sean, Inigo Montoya, David in this case. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. JD, are you on, on the same page here? Yeah, I think I am. I mean, ultimately, Zach is 100% right. If he had just waited 10 more minutes and then barfed everything up, <laughs> it, the other dude would have been found out, right? Yeah. Like, he would have been found out. Well, it, it wouldn't have mattered because he had drank more beers and he right. didn't puke in the a lot of times. So there exactly. w- it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like an instant disqualification if you barf. So it wouldn't have mattered. So, yeah. yeah so so you're, we're almost saying, like, and Zach, you kind of alluded to this, like, Sean could have been pretending to drink the entire yeah. time and then, like, putting them, yeah, under the couch. And, and he could have had zero beers. Right. And as long as he gets David to puke, he wins by default. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I think, um, Dan, in Toronto, to answer your question, we have settled it. Sean is a sneaky fellow, but he won. And... and like you said, he did not break any rules. These are the rules you created in the game you created. I don't think you can be angry at Sean mm-hmm. for finding a, a, an interesting way to win. What a weird game. Exactly. <laughs> it is a weird yeah. game. Yeah. A very weird game. Um, but that's settled this. Yeah. Now, there's only one thing left to do, Zach, and that's play subjective Ooh. trivia. <laughs> Subjective trivia. It's just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. So, Cinephobe, as we said, is about poorly reviewed movies that might be good. Mm-hmm. Today's question is about well reviewed mm. movies that might be bad. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, I don't want to brag, but here's five movies I saw this year oh, wow. <laughs> that are all certified <laughs> fresh. <laughs> now, uh, I did see more than five movies this year, mm-hmm. uh, but. I selected these five. They're all Certified Fresh. Certified Fresh is 75% or above on Rotten Tomatoes. I need you to tell me which is the worst of these five. Okay. Now, I really want you to just hit from the hip, go with your gut, go with your heart. Don't try to get into my brain too much. I really want to know of these five which you think is the worst one. So we have Top Gun Maverick. That's 96% on Rotten Mm -hmm. Tomatoes. Everything Everywhere All at Once, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Barbarian, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Prey, also 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Avatar, The Way of Water, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do have my answer written wow. here. Uh, so, Zach, which is the worst of these movies? Well, Top Gun Maverick is a banger. Like, that is an absolute okay. banger. So there's no way it's that. I no way it's that. Okay. really enjoyed Prey. I think Prey okay. was really good. It was, um, it was almost... If it can be described as subtle, there was a subtlety to it that I really enjoyed. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't. It wasn't ridiculous, right? Um, okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I actually think it's kind of a sneaky candidate, even though I liked it. I could see how others maybe didn't. I'll admit, mm-hmm. I don't know what Barbarian is. Okay, Me Barbarian neither. is. Uh... Oh, then you know what? I'll tell you now. It's not Barbarian, okay. so you could pretend it. it's not there. Barbarian okay. is that horror movie. Um, with Justin Long. Oh, okay. And a Scars Guard. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. It's got seen like that, a real big now I, now um, sort of momentum tonal um, shift in the middle. It, I have to say, I didn't think it was like 93% good, but it mm. is. I did 
think it was certainly better than the movie that I'm thinking of here. So we're taking Barbarian okay. off the board. So okay. I, I think there's a chance you could be going against the grain with everything, everywhere, all at once. But what I will say, back when this movie came out on DVD, I remember my cousin was about 10 or 11 at the time, and she said, the Avatar is the greatest movie of all time. And I hadn't seen it. Okay. And I said, all right, I'll watch it with you. And I remember being so upset at this child and thinking, why would I ever <laughs> listen to a child? Like, I was an, an adult by far. And I was like, why would I ever listen to a child on an opinion about a movie? Like, uh, hold on. Let's find out if you were a man. Had Jurassic Park 3 come out yet? <laughs> it had. Yes, it had. <laughs> okay, sick, yeah. sick, sick. Um, so not to brag, but I had sex at this point. Uh, <laughs> so... I remember being so upset by that that I will never watch Avatar The Way of Water. I have no interest in watching oh, this really? thing for okay. over three hours. There's not a chance. I think it has to be that. Even though that seems like the obvious choice here, mm-hmm. I think it's going to end up being that because there's no way it was good enough to hold your attention for three hours. I liken it to Sin City. Sin City I don't think is a good movie. I like. I got it after ten minutes. It looks like a comic book. I'm all good. I don't need I, the way it's shot can boost a movie, but it can't carry a movie. And there's just no way that Avatar: The Way of Water is good. Okay, well, you brought up Sin City. We don't do George Miller slander on this podcast, okay? Sure. I, I'm my band now from <laughs> Mad Max: okay, Fury yeah. Road is, I think, JD and I's. Oh, I love that. Movie. That's a great Pretty movie. Yeah. There, yeah. Okay, yeah. but it's the same. Okay, JD, what 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 are you leaning towards here? You know, yeah, knowing it's not Barbarian. Uh, I have I have not seen Prey, uh, but Zach sold me on it, so I think it, it. I don't think it's that. I happen to know from private conversations with you that you actually liked Avatar. I think Top Gun Maverick. I I, I haven't found anybody who doesn't think that's a banger. Like mm-hmm. not one single person, mm-hmm. including myself. And I hated the original. Hated it. Uh and I showed it to my kids, the original, before we went to see uh, Top Gun Maverick. And they were like, what the fuck is this piece of shit movie that we're watching? They're in school the whole time. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't like, uh, they don't like people singing along to the Righteous it, Brothers? It's, it's no, just, it no. is kind of just a, a, a prequel to Dangerous Minds. It's just people in a, in a <laughs> right. school, in a classroom. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm leaning towards now. I loved everything, everywhere, all at once, but I don't think it's a 95 percenter. I don't think. I think it's just like I like to say about Prince. I think it's slightly overrated. Mm, so okay. I'm going with everything, everywhere, all at once. Again, I lo- I loved the movie. I loved yeah. it, but okay. I do think it's it's just slightly overrated. So I'm going with everything everywhere. All. Okay, Zach's going in the Avatar: The Way of the Water. JD's going with everything everywhere all at once. JD, you're oh, right. Everything oh, everywhere yes. all at once. Ninety-five percent potential best picture winner. I think not. Yeah. Okay, it's a bad sign when your movie has a fake ending in it, and then you get upset when it starts again. Um. Like so over multiverses. Mm. To me, it's just d- various dreams that are happening. I am not emotionally invested in the characters because I'm like, 
well, this isn't really happening. People right. are like, what about the message? What? I, I don't know. I just didn't care. I didn't care about these people. And the, my biggest problem with it was it's supposed to be a funny movie, and everyone in the theater laugh, was laughing, and nothing makes you feel like more of a freak yeah. than people <laughs> laughing, and you're just sitting there stone-faced. Like, yeah, I don't... A butt plug joke. Sorry, not funny. Yeah. Hot dog hands. That's the <laughs> craziest thing you could come up with. Sorry, I, I don't think that's, that's cute or funny. It made me feel like I was a crazy yeah. person. Is it a bad movie like is it a a, a cinephobe movie no. no unless i start reviewing it on run <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh look it's not fun to, to say you don't like a movie that everyone else loves yeah jd and i ha- had this experience in college with this movie big fish everyone oh, loved it we didn't awful like it movie. We're, oh awful thank you, thank you. well, well, oh, well my zach God. You know, this is the experience, JDI. We're talking about it in, in the computer lab. That's how old we are at school. And uh, we're both talking about how we didn't like it. And this guy this guy was like, oh, I, you didn't like Big Fish? I loved it. It's like probably one of my favorite movies of all time. We're like, are you crazy, man? That movie sucks. And the guy looks at us and goes, well, my dad died last week. And it <laughs> it really meant a lot to me. And oh. you're like, oh, oh. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, you, that's where you should have gone into like, I just didn't think the editing was very good. Like, you know, that's where you got to yeah, get like technical, yeah. Not the message. It was the cinematography. Right. Um, anyways, Zach, I mean, it's a bummer when you have to hate on a movie that everyone else loves, right? Yeah, like, I I mean, I started watching Oscar-nominee movies and everything. I watch, mm-hmm. you know, this is probably a third rail. I watch Wakanda Forever. And again, I'm not a comic book movie person in the first place but i watched that the other day i liked yeah. the first black panther i watched that the other day and i thought this is a mess this is an absolute yeah, it's mess. terrible yeah. it's actually really terrible. really really bad and um i watched the menu i know uh, that's very well received but i watched the menu and half the people i know actually didn't like it, and i thought what are you talking about this is great i just my yeah. problem with movies now and i'm trying to avoid that like i just the trailers are too much now trailers just give everything away at this point i'll mm-hmm. never forgive Thor Ragnarok for unveiling the Hulk in the trailer. Like that should have been a right. surprise in the in the theater. Yep. And I don't even give a shit about that stuff, but that really upset me. And so now John Wick is like arguably my favorite movie franchise at this point. I get the pr- problems people have with it, but I refuse to watch the trailer. I won't I don't want to see pictures. The only thing I saw from the third one leading up to it, I saw a picture of Keanu on a horse and that upset me. I don't want to see anything. Like I'm out with trailers, and maybe that'll make movies better. Do you want a drop of the best picture contenders that you've seen, which you think is the worst one, just so now people can hate yeah. you, too, along with me? Um, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once, at least from what I've seen, is probably the worst movie of, of the ones nice, I've, nice. Of okay, the ones welcome, I've seen. Welcome, yeah. I, I, I still liked it. Like, I'm, I'm with JD on this. Like, I liked it, but, I, but I'm also, like, I didn't find it to be funny. I thought it was a good movie, but I didn't, like, it was not a comedy to me. They ripped off Hot Dog, Hot Dog, like... Jack Black calls Tony Robbins banana hands in Shallow Hal at one point. That's all that made me think of. Like, uh-huh. cite your sources on that. <laughs> I would have loved a footnote to pop <laughs> up on screen. Shallow Hal. <laughs> Zach, where can people find you? Oh, across all socials, at Talk Hoops. Uh, I think everywhere you, you need to reach me, it's at Talk Hoops. You can, you can read me on The Athletic. You can subscribe to The, the Bounce, the Essential NBA Newsletter. Every, it's free. The Athletic charges for everything except for this. This is free in your mailbox every morning around 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific time. And listen to Cinephobe. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's, it'll take up some time. It's a fun it's, show. It's, it's it's some fun some show. of them Great are really premise. fun. Uh, some of them are not. But some of them are really fun. And just dropped, as of this recording, Barbed Wire. Yeah? Ooh, oh, yeah. 
Barb- Pamela Anderson. Barbwire she's in the news. She's in the news. That's kind of why we did it. But uh, yeah, Barbwire with uh, with her and Clint Howard. So uh, you know, what more can you ask for? Can I get? Can I give you a pitch for your newsletter? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, are you tired of the only thing appearing in your inbox being breakup emails from your girlfriend of a year and a half <laughs> with no subject line? At least like it's why not? Over. Subs- yeah. yeah. Why not subscribe to the bounce where we always put a safe subject line mm-hmm. that you can you can reasonably be sure that you when you open the body of this email will not say thank you for a wonderful 18 That's months. a great pitch. The only breakup you're getting is breaking up your morning with some great basketball content. <laughs> the only dump you're getting the only you're breaking up is is those Brooklyn Nets, am yeah, I right? There you go. Am I right with all those trades? Uh, very exciting. When you read it on the toilet. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you have topics, tweet them to me at StartersMad or email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube, especially if you don't want to hear me go through the podcasting <laughs> pyramid of housekeeping, which, frankly, I don't you want should, to do ever you should, again. You know, kind of like how I threatened our listener. You should say, like, if we get to 10,000 subscribers on whatever platform, I'll stop reading this. I'll stop taking up the, you know, you got to give an incentive on that. I think that's a good idea. Nice. Okay, what, fifty thousand downloads per episode. A million. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No matter no matter how hard I try to bro down as the little Canadian soy boy that I am, I can't rogan myself to a million downloads. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Zach for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving that five star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin. And this was good. We'll see you next week. 